I hate myself. I I'm not a fan either. <laughs> he is filmed before a live studio audience. Murder can be a chain, Mary. One link leading to another until it circles your neck. Red was digging at the grave of the man I killed. Yes, your little man. Everything is cafeteria style in here, baby. We're talking The Stranger. Two Boys in a Balcony will be right back. Two boys in a balcony, in a balcony, a balcony. Two boys in a balcony, in a balcony, a balcony. I think we're back. And we're back. I'll decide when we're back, goddammit. Oh, you got I did not mean to step on you. Don't you little piggies. Oh my goodness. Hey, we're back. Welcome, my friends, to episode six of Two Boys in a Balcony. Coming in hot. At a certain point I hope to stop announcing the episode number, but uh you know, we have maybe not reached that yet. It's kind of my favorite part. Oh, when I say the number I of the like episode? It. I like when you keep showing that you know numbers. Wow. I'm going to get to the... Because every... then you keep proving that you don't really know numbers, yeah. but then the next episode, you come back in, every you try. Numbers, every number's higher than the next, you know? Hey, if you fall, fall down 12 times, get up four. Or what, 14. Get up more times you than you... You get up an extra time? If you get up more times than you fall, you're doing good, I think. Wow. Or was, stop falling. What are you falling for? All damn, time? dude, you're giving me a lot to think about Get right now. Get your fucking eyes checked. Yeah, I should probably do that. Do you need? Do you think when's the last time you got your glasses? Done? I went uh, about a year ago, and my eyes had changed so little that the doctor said, "Why are you here?" <laughs> and now it's changed a lot, hasn't and it? Was, and it was just like the next day, everything was different. Uh, that's how they get you. Um, but I was just like, uh, yeah, I'm here because you told me I have to come every two years. I, this isn't. I assumed it was mandatory. Let me ask you this: You ever hear of Orson Welles before? Who? What's that? He's an actor. Mm. Orson Welles. He's uh, he was his generation's Bill Hader. <laughs> what a comparison! Right? In a lot of ways, I think it's I think it's very astute. Yeah, I. Oh, uh, yeah? I was watching this movie the whole time, and I was like, Bill Hader would fucking nail this role. Yeah. Well, too bad, uh, you know, uh, Orson Welles is uh, dead. and There's Bill, no way to prove it. Bill Hader is in jail. Did did they finally catch him? Yeah, they did. It was, well, it was bound to happen. Yeah, bank robberies. It was bound to happen. You don't get that kind of money acting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why he did all the characters. Every time he would rob a bank, he would put on a different persona. Well, I'm someone else now. Those, that's his best character. Right? That's a good voice. Wow. Actor. That was like his That way was in. me that did that. It, really? Yeah. Well, you know. You're right there. I thought you had a Bill Hader sound. Ah, no, not me anymore. Is, did, did you get Bill Hader for this episode? I, he might be on the phone. He's going to Skype in? Bill Hader, come on out here. Where is he? Oh, man, you got balcony oh, that shit. time. I you got to pay attention, bro. very dumb. It doesn't make any sense for Bill Hader to be here. We would go to him. Orson Welles is in this movie, and he's great. I love yeah, him. You're jumping right into it, baby. We, I'm people, excited. I love an old movie. People like. They like the back and forth. They love it, but they also love an old movie. Yeah, and we're recording this as a late night record. Yeah, this we're like, we ain't got time. Bo- <laughs> two boys in a balcony after dark. We ain't got time for this. Mm. 
Edward G. Robinson. I always think that he's James Cagney when I start thinking about him, but he's not. Yes. He doesn't do the... Yeah, I can't believe that you don't have your 1940s movie stars all straightened out. Yeah, sure. This is what it's going to be. Sure. <laughs> I'm really nailing. Oh, that was me again. Damn, I thought for a second the ghost of James Cagney had started haunting the this podcast. This is going to be a vocalized... <laughs> I like that's this. not the word. I like that, but since last week we uh, we spoke, you had some vocal training. Yeah, I've gone. I went to South Shore Conservatory of Music. I go down there. They do a. It's more of a singing thing, but I like. You know, I want to be in films. And they're like, <laughs> we, we, that's another. That's a different class. We yeah, can. We yeah, can. Yeah, I mean, it's the same. You know, general. Yeah, we can refer you to. Sure. A, well, that's what I say. I say, but they well, talk. Well, they give me the and, referral, and then. What's the difference between singing a song or doing a monologue from a movie? Yeah, it's that, that. See, that's just uh, talking in one note. Yeah, and, but apparently they they think it's a lot different. I and so do the hanging police now. What did they? It got so bad they had to call the police. Well, I it it depends upon your definition of bad. Um, but yeah, they did call the police. Oh, that would be that would fall under my definition of bad for sure. Yeah, it was not good. It wouldn't be under good. So if I looked in the dictionary for your incident, or if I use up a dictionary, please. Dictionary. Yeah, my mugshot is in the dictionary. This crime was so heinous, they created a new word, and it was accepted by the Oxford English Dictionary. That's how that works. I. Do you think Edward G. Robinson, when you think of him, do you think of the guy that goes, yeah, sure. That, yeah. This is literally the same conversation we yeah, just I had. Yeah, I know, but you didn't tell me if you also think that. No, I don't. Uh, because, one, I don't think I, I, I I'll be honest with you. Not uh, overly familiar with the work of Edward G. Robinson. Me neither, because I keep thinking that it's the work of James Cagney. And every time you watch a movie with him in it, you're just like looking for Cags the whole time. You know James Cagney, right? I do know James Cagney. He's actually uh, my godfather. <laughs> How old are you? <laughs> Deceptively old. Yeah, very. Uh, people look at you me and they go- You keep calling me old, but James Cagney is your fucking godfather? Yeah, well, here's the thing that- Wait I'm a minute, mafia godfather? No, no, no. No, no spiritual. Oh, all right. Here's the thing they don't tell you, though. Uh, it's kind of a loophole that my parents uh, uh, kind of fell into. You don't have to pick a living person to be your godparent. A lot of people do because they think it's like some great honor or something to be the spiritual guide for your child. Do you think having a dead grand, uh, get dead godparent gets you closer to God? It certainly, you know, we, I have a letter of recommendation waiting for me in heaven. Because that's where my grand, my godfather James Cagney went. James Cagney, I don't think he went to heaven. Where do you think he went? To the other one. What's the other one? The Caribbean. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, did you just equate the Caribbean with hell? No. No. I, okay. All right. I might have. I get confused by geography. When I was in fifth grade, or it was probably actually third grade, they you did get the maps. With your grading, too. did you do maps? I did that probably somewhere and between they third and do... fifth. Isn't that what I said? Yeah, between third and fifth. I, you know what? I hadn't. I hadn't considered in fourth that grade. No maps. We'll just call it fourth grade between third and fifth. No. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I blew off my maps. I was a troublemaker. I was like, I'm not coloring this shit. You just to fucking stand up, flip off the teach. And yeah. I'd be like, I'm not room. doing it. I'm not going to color these in. Well, I mean, I don't know. And now to this day, I have no idea where uh, you are where... at any time. Yeah. You. So that's the that's the that's the one that you hey, apologies to all my Caribbean 
Ah, uh, fans. We are huge in uh, the Dominican Republic. Uh, big ups to Big Poppy. What do you think is happening down there? Everybody's dying in the resorts. There's a, they had a ninth person. Died. A, a, and you, this is when we're recording it. By the time this comes out, you it think we could, might be up to 12, could be 13? half the population. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't know what you're talking about. You're in very the Dominican up on, Republic. Uh, do you not watch the news? I certainly don't watch the Dominican Republic news. No, these are all tourists that go to the Dominican Republic and have been dying in resorts. I mean, that's better than dying at the beach, Getting right? sick. Oh, so it's that getting you're... sick. Okay, so it's like an illness, not a murder. And then Big Poppy gets shot. Yeah, that I did hear about. Big well, ups. Do we you got... think that was? Uh, do you think that was a uh, crime gone wrong? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Uh, amazingly enough, yeah, they uh, only wanted to wound him. <laughs> so that worked out. It, it's actually the crime of the it century. It was actually brilliant. They said in the on the whole isle of the Dominican Republic, at no point in its history has a crime gone better or more to plan. They said that uh, it was they were supposed to get four hundred thousand Dominican. God, I wish I knew what the money was called right now. Is it pesos? Is you know Dominican what? pesos? That's probably the least racist thing we're going to come up with. So, yeah, let's go with I think pesos. it might be pe- Dominican pesos. Oh, man, I really should check this out. Don't but it turns it. out to be like 7000 American dollars. Please save that for our currency cast. Which, I mean, that's a lot of money. Yeah. So, 700000 But why did they have a reason? No, 400000 Dominican... I really got to think about what I'm saying before I say it in the yeah. microphone. Well, anyway, we're uh, we're thinking about you, Big Poppy. Big Poppy, if you're listening, uh, give a shout out to us. Yeah, get, let's hook us up with some tickets, uh, or you know, just even like come over and hang out. Big Poppy, if you're listening, I've always admired your necklace, <laughs> and I would love to have it. Oh yeah, I mean, he's a he's a given guy. I've always heard that he's he's very good to his fans. Yeah, I don't know that he's just going to give a forty five year old man his necklace, but uh, I mean, he's not. It's not like some weird millennial pinning a girl in the fifties at the sock hop. <laughs> Excuse me, uh, you are mine now. I claim you with my necklace. I don't know what that accent was. I this is from Poppy. <laughs> I'm big fucking Poppy. My name's David Ortiz. I'm the fucking number 34, baby. Big Poppy, this is our he fucking city. Me. This is our fucking Billy. This is, uh, yeah, dude. I'm, fucking, I'm definitely David Ortiz. And I'm here <laughs> to tell you, fucking stay in school. Uh, I'm definitely David Ortiz. <laughs> absolutely not an imposter. David Ortiz, i number yeah, 34. I, gotta... I played for 15 years for the Boston Red Sox. I was the designated hitter. I uh, was born on the island of the Dominican Republic. Hey, it's me, David. <laughs> you know, David. Everybody knows me. They call me Big Poppy, Big Papa, you know. Uh, Seriously, though, Big Pops. Yeah, uh, BP, Big Ups. You big know, ups. But most people just call me David or Dave, uh, but that's it. Not Davey and nothing fruity like that. I like to be a David or a Dave. Did you play baseball growing up? Uh, no, I just, uh, Sean. Well, there you go. You call me Sean, you son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, did I give you it broke away? The illusion. No, I'm talking to the host of this oh, show, David. Right. David, I'm talking to the uh, the host. That this bit's done. I I retired it. <sighs> I think I thought it was going pretty good. Yeah. Well, anyway, Until that I was uh, that was wow. the film. Do you give this a one of Boondocks? A Boondocks Saints two? Well, or? I don't think I watched it. No, nor did we discuss it. What movie are we watching today, Bill? 
We are watching the 1946 classic, Cla- The Stranger. Yeah, you take that question mark off that classic. The this classic? Thing is bonafide. Actually, I was I was trying to put the question more on the 1946 because I thought oh, it, it from is 1946. That the right, yeah, right? yeah uh, we're talking about The Stranger. This is directed by Orson Welles, uh, starring Edward G. Robinson, Loretta Young. Did Orson Welles also write this? He did not write it. No. So there, there's uh, some interesting history with this movie. Um, this film uh, comes out in 1946. It is Orson Welles' third movie. Of course, his first movie. You know that. What is it? Citizen Kane. That's right. Was that his first one? That was his first film. Uh, he really, he really. His first uh, directing or acting. I uh, I don't I'm not. We're familiar. all together now. I think it I think it really uh, lines up. I don't know that he acted in things other than the uh, Transformers film. Uh, he was co- good in the Transformers film as the voice of uh, Bumblebee. <laughs> <laughs> Orson Welles, <laughs> John Cena, Orson Welles, <laughs> Bumblebee, <laughs> a new Christmas classic. Uh what was when did Orson Welles? Uh, when did Citizen Kane come out? Uh, Citizen Kane comes out. Of course, you would fucking ask that. You asshole. I mean, you just told me it was his first movie and that this is his third movie. You couldn't fuck. This was 46. I'm going to say 43. All right. So 44. Uh, nope. Citizen Kane comes out. How fast do you think people make movies? One a year. Oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, <laughs> uh, Citizen Kane comes out in 1941. Before that, uh, Orson Welles. Of course, known uh, primarily for the panic he caused uh, after reading his uh, adaptation of H.G. Wells' War of the Worlds on the radio. Yeah, he really. He really. Uh, How did you feel when that happened? I got scared. Yeah. Because you, first off, you think that it's just a program. Yeah, because that's all you did. You tune back then. in. You want to get the news. You you know, and you think it's a program, but then all of a sudden, this fellow's on there, and he's like, "Oh, listen, you're all fucked. You're yeah. all fucked." That. Is almost a pitch perfect recreation. It sounded like him. I don't know if you've ever actually. Welcome heard the- to Mercury Radio <laughs> Theater. You are all you are all fucked. Uh, War of the Worlds. Do you think there will ever be a situation in our collective human history where something like the War of the Worlds could ever happen again, where somebody could fool so many? I guess it happens every day. Well. Uh... Do you think we could create mass hysteria with some fiction? Yeah, I th- yeah, it happens every day. Oh shit! You about to get you about to get. R- I'm about real? to talk about the Iran War. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, it's got to be. We got to be deep into it by the time this comes out, right? Yeah, I think this is scheduled for uh, end of July. So yeah. yeah oh no. man, the invasion, dude, it's been going swimmingly. It, man, fucking sucks about what happened it to has France. Been going the whole... swimmingly. Yeah. You know what? We really don't. We're not soothsayers. We're not fortune tellers. What? Are you just? Did you just doubt my fortune telling ability? Yeah. I, wh- Get, ask me something. Uh, what am I thinking right now? This is not going well. Whoa! Right? Shit. Nailed it. Uh, Citizen Kane comes out in 1941. Uh, it uh, when was War of the Worlds? Uh, dude, I don't know. Fucking 1874. Who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> We're talking directly a, after the Civil War. This is a movie podcast, not stupid radio. You just fuck. You brought it up. I d- oh Jesus! I just, when did the Tom Cruise War of the Worlds come out? Oh, that uh, two thousand five, six, seven. That's Boston, right? Doesn't he wear a Red Sox hat in that? 
and uh yeah red sox underwear i think too dude guy loves the team citizen kane no citizen kane citizen kane comes out 1941 uh and then in 1942 so citizen kane changes everything in narrative filmmaking and it's an important film and if you haven't watched it it doesn't place place in new england so i can't recommend that you watch it i would encourage you not to watch it but not watch it it's a great movie yeah you but it's like not it? it doesn't take place in new england it's not about new england nobody mentions the words new england so fuck it it doesn't i exist. bet at some point in that movie somebody says the word new and the word england well i'll tell you by the transitive powers of the balcony every film shot in new england is better than citizen kane so that means the perfect storm, legally blonde, front outside coil, Providence, spotlight, outside Providence is definitely better than Citizen Kane. But Citizen Kane changes uh, filmmaking. It's probably so it had that going for it. <laughs> yeah, Caddyshack. It uh, changes filmmaking and narrative films and all that horseshit. And you know, if you we're not the AFI, you want to read about Citizen Kane? Fucking download something like that. Hundred, you know, best black and white movies. Starring Orson Welles. I'm sure there are a hundred. Right? Starring him? Without just hundred black and white movies. Uh, I'm a big uh, Turner Classic Movies fan. So. You are. I am. You're if there's one thing you should know about me, it's that I like to nap. This guy. <laughs> if there's two things you should know about me, it's the thing about napping and then oh, Turner Classic Movies. I assume there was a correlation there that Turner Classic Movies was putting you to sleep, but no way, because you're riveted by the cinema. I, I love an old movie. I love, a, I love a movie where they do that weird talk, like, yeah, <laughs> where they just... That's a pretty good Edward G. Robinson. Yeah, like, where, uh, that was actually James Cagney. Whoa! But, even uh, better. Any, any movie where they, they have a different vernacular than we yeah, have now. We're like, see, I'll put it in your mug. See, 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 see. You're going to put what in my yeah, mug? Yeah, All right, don't do that anymore. I hate it. All right. Stop all right. looking at me. Uh, his second film. No direct eye contact. No more direct eye contact. Uh, his second film comes out in 1942. It's an adaptation of a book called The Magnificent Ambersons. I watched this movie uh, on in, Netflix, right? In, on Netflix, I just watched it uh, to get prepared for this podcast because it, it's its success and its failures sets up the stranger in a lot of ways. It is a movie that is unbelievable until the last I don't know ten seconds of the movie. Unbelievable, good. It's so good. It's uh, but it it. Creates a bit of a problem. Don't give for, a spoiler because I'm going to watch I'm not. it now. I'm going to talk about the production of the film and stuff. And and so Orson Welles comes off Citizen Kane. He's the fucking golden boy of the century. He's the greatest filmmaker that's ever lived at the time. The Bill Hader of his day, yeah. I've heard. I mean, like the bar is probably pretty low for filmmakers in 1940, but he clears it. Howard Hughes. Yeah. he's Yeah. And then also Cecil like. Cecil B. DeMille. <laughs> okay. All right. You, you got me. But I, would, right. you, would you agree or disagree that Orson Welles is the best of those three names? All right. All right. Fair. So he makes this movie The Magnificent In Ambersons. filmmaking, but building filmmaking. airplanes? Building airplanes, keeping your urine in jars. He's not even placing. <laughs> um, makes The Magnificent Ambersons. It comes in. They give him a budget. Eight hundred thousand dollars, which seems high and for the today, time. Today, today's what was that? Forty seven. Well, this is forty six, so forty four. 
Yeah, so and this is in 42 that he gets $800,000 to make that, which that's a current day budget of $100 billion. I think actually he's lost value. I think it's really only $700,000. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, but he, uh, when he turns in the film, he's spent over a million. Uh, one of the most expensive movies ever made at the time. But uh, it comes in way over budget, and it's about two and a half hours long, which is unheard of for films of the time. So uh, he tests it. He decides he's going to trim a little of it. And then the studio just rips the film away from him, and they cut out over an hour of the movie. Harvey Weinstein. It is not not Harvey Weinstein. was uh, not even a glimmer in the dead. Uh, don't. Yep. Okay. Anyway. All right. Uh, comes in over budget, over schedule, and then it gets released, and you know it's declared this masterpiece. But the studio has taken it. They've cut an hour, and then they refilmed the ending and made it a happy ending without his uh, permission or acknowledgement. So they, they. So it wasn't a happy ending. Originally. I guess not. But it, I mean, so watch the film and all that. But it sets him up as this kind of like egocentric guy that just does what he wants, and he's fiscally irresponsible with his filmmaking. So the movie goes over budget, over schedule, and then he's offered. Uh, it's four years later, it's four years between films. He becomes a goodwill ambassador uh, during the war to South America, and he's making propaganda films and stuff like that. They offer him The Stranger, and it's something he didn't write for the first time. He wasn't involved in like the um, creation of it and the conception of it, but he gets hired, and but he has to sign a contract where he gets a fee to be a director, he gets a fee to be an actor. For every day that the film came in over schedule and over budget. He was going to lose part of his, they he had to give money back to the studio. They really like fucking forced him. So he'd have to wind up paying for the movie to be made. Yeah, basically. Or, or he, working for free. Yeah, he'd be making the movie for free. But the stranger, he comes in right on schedule under budget and does the same thing. This movie is supposed to be about, Two hours, two hours. What was 15? the budget on this one? Uh, oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm looking at my notes here. $50. And, 50 uh, bucks is not bad for the time. At the time, in, inflation, you know what I mean? This is after, you know, this isn't, he's not post Citizen Kane or some Wells here. We're talking, I don't know what we're talking about. So all this sets the, the stage uh, to make The Stranger. Uh, and. Same thing happens. He's got a two and a half hour movie and they cut out an hour of it. So I guess we'll jump into the, the plot and a little overview. By the way, we should. I mean, recommend... the plot is uh, World War Two. Yeah. The plot is. I feel like the this final is... solution. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. That was history, Bill. He just stopped in for a minute. You know, that was good. Hey, I like to get right to the point. You getting choked up? What's going on over there? I'm all right. I uh, history's mysteries. I call them <laughs> ancient aliens. This all right. So so yeah. So uh, this movie uh opens, cuts right into the action. We go right to Edward G. Robinson. He's in a room with a bunch of angry people. They're behind a glass door that says the United Nations uh uh warm crime committee. And Edward G. Robinson goes uh. We have to let the guy out. I know it's a travesty. It'd be it's a crime against humanity, but they're gonna release somebody. We don't know who that is. They don't tell us. Next thing we go to this like kind of scrawny, sweaty guy's in an airport, and he just keeps muttering, uh, 
I'm going for my health. I'm traveling for my health, health, travel, stuff like that. Why are you coming here? Yeah, they keep stopping him. He's, but he's being trailed this whole time. And it's this rushed sequence of spy travel to Spain and South America. And this skinny guy is looking for a guy named Franz Kindler. And this whole sequence in the film takes about six minutes. It was supposed to be like a whole hour. It was supposed oh, to be, really? Yeah, they it was, cut it it down was supposed to... to be like a whole spy adventure with Meineke going through South America. Because at a certain point, he's walking through a market, and there's this like sexy femme fatale lady is like, following him. Yeah, well, it but shows then, at one point, yeah. But they go, but that was supposed to be like a whole fucking mini movie. And then the goddamn... Because it does, it does Fat seem Cats pretty rushed. Hollywood uh, took away our goddamn dream. And they burned the footage back then. That's what pissed me off so much when I was watching the Magnificent. Took away Amps. our goddamn dream. <laughs> they burn all this footage. What did they, these people do to you? Uh, it makes me. It makes me furious. They take all this film. The guy shoots like twelve hours of movie, and then they just throw it away, or they I don't know. They smoke it, or they fucking the depression. They probably come. put it. They probably left it in a can somewhere. I you would hope, but no one's found it. And then there was a fire that destroyed them. Oh, yep, that's what happened. <laughs> the warehouse. It was in a can though. Was it a fireproof can? No. They're never fireproof. No, yeah. Something says the shit it's, melts. This is this is a just a uh, a warning. TBI, A B, PSA. Nothing's ever fireproof. Don't believe that bullshit. Everything can be set on fire. <laughs> Wet all your shit down. You if you're not outside hosing down your roof, you're what are doing you doing? It wrong. You're doing it wrong. What are you? doing if you're not moist you're dead yeah and don't even come at me like oh i have a sprinkler system i installed no that sprinkler system's got to be watered down what's don't don't sprinkles the sprinkler don't come at me telling me you don't like the word moist grow the fuck up yeah dude fucking grow up you're an adult it's a word yeah moist i mean it's not the best word (laughs) it isn't there's many words that are better yeah no sure it's not But what you're not going to use moisturizer anymore because you don't like the word moist hey how's this cake wet is that better for you (laughs) it's wet cake uh it's a little damp would you fucking say about my cake so stop i'll just that's a psa nothing's fireproof and stop being a fucking idiot about and don't correct my grammar on facebook anymore making me feel bad his kids can see that. Probably. They both have accounts. They're, and they're the ones that I have to go to. And I go, am I right or is he right? And they go, Dad, he's right. Just always, It's always going to be him. Let other people be the fucking solution to your problems. Stop making him ask his kids if you're right or he's right. Please. The bullying has to stop on the Facebook pages of Balcony Boy. To, what is this show called? <laughs> it's a lot of bullying going uh, on. I'm so frazzled. I don't even, I can't even, I disassociate it from the show. I call it something else in my mind so I don't cry when I think about it. Every Man, time you down- buckle down and get through this episode. Every then- time, every time you download an episode of Two Boys in a Balcony, it's it's trauma for me. So please stop, unsubscribe right now. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> uh, so we cut to uh, a train or a bus. I don't know how they get to this fucking town. I think it's a bus. You think it's a bus? Yeah. I don't think I don't think this town's on a on a transit on a rail system. No, this isn't really a modern town since they are uh, so obsessed with this. I think it's in Connecticut. It is in Connecticut. Uh, Harper, Connecticut, to be Harper, exact. Harper, Connecticut. Is that a fictional town? Uh, it's in Connecticut. So Aren't most well... towns in Connecticut fictional? Uh, amen to that, brother. 
You know what I mean? You want to call a town that's 75% golf course a town, go right ahead. Oh, my goodness. Fuck you, Connecticut, and your Mystic Pizza. Spoiler alert. Coming attraction. That it, that will be one. Yeah. You should do Mystic Pizza, too, because that's the only one that I've been to. That's the one over by Foxwoods. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're not going to talk about the film. We're going to go review the yeah, actual Yeah, we're just going to have... You think we, we just, can do a live just, app of Mystic Pizza at Mystic Pizza? Yeah, when, when we go down to uh, do the live pod at, at the uh, aquarium. At the aquarium. Those belugas are very smart. They love podcasts. When we get down there and we uh, when we do the live pod at the Groton Shipworks, <laughs> uh, they take a they take a oh let's see uh, nope it doesn't say how they transit. I'm looking at my notes for that. They I get there up. by bus. Okay, they get there by bus. Uh, Meineke is a little suspicious of Edward G. Robinson, uh, who does, what do you think? Maybe the worst, most conspicuous spying ever. Yeah, he's not good. He does not blend in at all. He's just, uh, staring at this guy, like a two steps behind him. And he's smoking, he smokes a pipe. Uh, like, they, back yeah, up, knock. Yeah, dude. Chill out, fucking Sherlock Holmes. Dude, I'm not going to sell you any of these drugs if you keep acting like that. What? Huh? What? Oh, we're talking about the pharmacist now? No, I'm talking to you. Stop oh. acting like that. Okay, I don't know what that means. Bro, I'm talking about Edward G. Robinson. Uh, oh, the guy, you Did dirty you rat. Did you just yes-and me so hard that you forgot <laughs> what we were doing? <laughs> I'm just trying to go full of low, baby. You dirty rat. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, is that Edward G. Robinson or is that James Cagney? That's, That's James Edward Cagney. Robinson. No. Edward G. Robinson. I looked this up last night. Do you know how embarrassing it is to Google, you dirty rat, you killed my brother? (laughs) You dirty rat. Yeah, that's James Cagney. That's James Cagney. But he's who I keep thinking Edward G. Robinson is. Right. And I keep thinking he's Al Capone in disguise. He didn't actually die of syphilis in jail. Nobody's ever proved. Can't prove it. Proved or proven? How would you say that word? (sighs) Hey, you know what? Any grammarians out there, English teachers? Grammarians? Uh, third graders with uh, basic Any grandmas out there? <laughs> yeah. Let us know. Any grandmas. Grandma's pretty good fucking handwriting and uh, grammar skills. Shoot us an email. Is it proof? Proven? Proofed? Past tense? Present tense? What are we looking for? Future participle? Let us know what a, that is also. And tell us what a gerund is. Balconyboyshow at gmail.com. Anyway, back to the uh, program. Uh, they go into uh, Potter's drugstore. Do you think that's? Do you think that's a relation to Mr. Potter from Bedford it's a Falls? Wonderful Life. I don't. Uh, other than so much as that, I hate anybody in film named Potter. Like Harry Potter? You don't care for Harry Potter? Not in the least. What are you fucking kidding me? Are you kidding me right no, now? No, I fucking rooted for Voldemort the whole time. The whole time, I can't. That little kid, he's up to no good all the time. Can't even follow fucking rules, fucking dork. He's an orphan, bro. Yeah, fuck him. Stupid-ass orphan. I'm sick of these orphans with magic powers. Ooh, it's so hard for me. How many orphans with magic powers? Check your wizard privilege, dick. (laughs) Check your privilege, Potter. Oh, Uh, it's like I can't even believe how much... You're being so racist against this fucking gray guy with no nose. (laughs) So he can't help how he He's was disfigured. Born. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they go, oh, you would have been fucking awesome to Rudolph, too, I bet, you <laughs> dick. <laughs> I mean, Santa really should. He doesn't get enough shit for how he treated that fucking reindeer. Yeah, that actually keep Christmas time. That's a Boston uh, film. A lot of people don't know that that, that Santa was from Southie. 
alcoholic. Dude, nice nose, fucking dork. Yeah, you fucking piece of idiot. Shit. You ain't pulling my fucking sled. Fucking moron with your fucking red nose. Oh, I got an idea, Rudolph. How about you go fuck your mother? <laughs> Santa. <laughs> uh, so, Wilson. Who plays Mary? Have we gotten a Mary yet? No, not yet. Uh, Loretta Young. And you got any questions passed to that in the film? I don't have an answer for you. I assume they're all just played by Edward G. Robinson. So there was a whole spiel that led up to them getting to this town that we didn't get to see. The whole buildup of them tracking this guy. And then it was going to be kind of like a switch in the middle of the film, like Psycho, where the main character changes. But uh, they said, uh, no, can't do it. Oh, so they followed that old film too good. They followed that. They follow Meineke. Meineke. Right. As oh, he and then down. it was going to be, and then they would follow. Because well, they're looking for oh, Franz Kindler, yeah, and it's going to be up. this big reveal. But all of a sudden, 15 minutes where we're here, within 15 minutes of this movie starting, uh, they've gone to this drugstore. Meineke hides his suitcase with the, he's going to store You his keep suitcase. saying Meineke like the, like the, the muffler place. That's his, his name was Meineke. Is it Meineke? Meineke, it's yeah. It's not Minke? No. I mean, maybe they don't say it Meineke, but it's spelled Meineke. Minike, Jesus Christ. Dude, are that you was your cat attack for the episode. Oh, did he attack you? He just, oh, that's the bad one, dude. Oh, don't you don't want him? Do you're the one you want? You me. don't want him. Don't make, head. Don't make eye contact. Yeah. He'll imprint on Definitely you. Definitely don't move. Leave you alone. Don't okay. move when he's right there. Stay very still. still. This is our Jurassic Park radio play. Can you feel the vibrations? Good vibrations. This is the dumbest episode we've ever done. It's a very intelligent episode. It's a classic movie. People need to know that we're smart. Yeah, we're what's the guys to the Robert Osborne on T? Uh, we're we're the Robert Osborns of uh, the South the Shore. AMI. I can't even say Osborne. Uh, Meineke. It is Meineke, huh? Yeah. So uh, Wilson Edward G. Robinson is very suspicious of this guy that he's been tracking. So I guess he's not suspicious at all. He knows exactly who he is. I mean, he does know that he he's trying to escape be- from jail. But he, he let, let him, him out. Yeah, he's he the him. one that released him. But Meineke doesn't know him. And then Edward G. Robinson uh, reveals himself by being uh, absolutely, completely suspicious of spying. And he chases him across this uh, yeah, beautiful... Yeah, he's not good at it. No, he's fat and slow and old. <laughs> uh, but uh, And he smells like a pipe. One of the cool things about this movie is... You the, smell a pipe when someone walks into a room. Yeah, you just go... Oh, is... Uh, someone is, smoking a pipe in there? Jesus, it smells like a fucking corduroy jacket. Is there a, <laughs> is there an asshole here? Is there a, is there an absolute jerk-off yeah. in the Ooh, room? Is that spy here again? <laughs> so they run across this courtyard to the, the school, and the cool thing about this is I was reading up on this because... Uh, uh, I you know I aspire to make films in the '40s too, and I want all the advice I can get. They uh, they built that whole town square, so when you are shooting uh, the scenes in the pharmacy, if you look out the window, you can see the rest of the set. They didn't do it like on a soundstage like they were doing at the time, or um, you know, in the back of box cars and shit like that. I'm a big uh, fan of the box car hobo series of films from the you 19th. always you love hobos like, you, you know, you're always talking about you i love know, hobos i love hobo code you want to go down to the train yard see if we can talk to any of the guys I, I carry all the podcasting equipment in a bandana that's tied to a stick 
It's not good for the podcast equipment. It I'll is tell a, you that. It's and not that a, bandana is so wet. Yeah, well, you know, I get. I also have to use it. I walk here like much like oh, I. I've adopted many like of the dripping like aspects of the hobo lifestyle. You know, I walk now from place to place. I don't is take my car anymore. Is it dripping blood? The only time I travel by automobile is when I get picked up hitchhiking or when I uh, you know steal a car and I drive it for a little while, abandon it, set it on fire the hobo way. Laugh on mic so people don't think I'm insane. <laughs> I think even if I laugh, they'll think you're insane. I mean, they know because you're all laughing out there. You're supposed to. Yeah. They probably don't even notice because they're laughing too hard. You guys all right? Hey, how are you guys doing? Yeah. Let us know. Send we never us... take the time to see how you're doing. Yeah. Are you enjoying the show? How's work today? Did you get the T-shirts? Did you get the promotion? That's too bad. I've <laughs> I, I that bet, is too bad. I we bet were, you were pretty close. We were rooting. Yeah, dude, that sucks. That that really sucks. You know what? Maybe it's maybe you maybe you've run your course at that company. Yeah, punch your boss. Fuck him. You know? How dare he? Key his car. How long have you been in now? Jesus, you don't deserve that. You're just a number to these people. Let them know that you're a person. Nope. I what are we Eat talking a about? Eat sandwich out of the fridge. Yeah, take lunches, steal shit. You don't even have to take it; just touch it. <laughs> That's even better. <laughs> Go in there and just touch everybody's lunch. That is uh yeah, that's my new that's my new uh, get back at people. I was at a I was at a show uh, a couple weeks ago, and a uh, a young comedian uh, farted on my leg while we were hanging out after the show, and uh, it was gross. So I took two fingers, stuck them in my mouth, and then I stuck them in his drink. <laughs> And you must have felt better the whole time. Oh, it was so good because he still drank the drink. Is that how you say that? Drank the drink? Drink, drank the drank. Oh, drink the drink. That's right. He drank the drank. Uh, Meineke knows that. Uh, drunk. This drunk. Guy, he drank the drunk. Drunk the drink drunk. Meineke knows that Franz Kindler is living in the town uh, under the alias Charles Rankin and that he's a teacher at the prep school that's in uh, Harper, Connecticut. So he runs over there. Uh, he leads Edward G. Robinson into a gymnasium. It and feels incredibly in, rushed getting like it does. into this. And uh, that seems to be kind of a recurring thing with Orson Welles. I think he was just born at the wrong time, uh, even though if he hadn't been born then, we probably wouldn't have had the last 100 years of good movies. I don't know. That was the most significant, smartest thing I've ever said. They actually... Last week, I got uh, two certificates for being the world's dumbest film critic. They uh, they just sent me a third. It kind of feels like Orson Welles should have uh, died in Normandy. Like, wasn't he? He was that age, right? I mean, he yeah, but I think he... Shouldn't he have been over there fighting the war? Is well, he American? What... Yeah, he's American. But that's what he did between uh, Citizen Kane. He was making propaganda films and stuff. You know, the way that, uh, yeah, making propaganda films. He wasn't actually fighting the war. Yeah. But fucking, he's not John Wayne. Like, unless if you were John Wayne, if at any point in American history, how did that happen? You think like a celebrity was drafted into the military. They're not, how do you can volunteer to fight like Elvis or do something stupid like that? But that's it. You know, like they don't fucking John Travolta is not going to go over to the jail. They're not going to, who's the new fucking young, Adam Driver. They're not going to just enlist Adam Driver. Then you know, even they could bring the draft back tomorrow. They bring him in as like a general. Or yeah, something. they would go like, "Oh, you're gonna." Dude, Trump would absolutely. I don't want. No, I don't. Want, I'm not even going to mention. All right. <laughs> I don't even want to make it like that. 
Uh, dude, thank Cut you. Cut this out. Thank you for not making it like that. <laughs> I don't even want to start talking about it. Uh, they go over to the, the – he lead, the Meineke leads uh, Wilson into this gymnasium, and then in one of the craziest fucking – Yeah, I don't <laughs> – oh, my God. This no bothers chance. me so bad, dude. <laughs> he, there's no arc. There's no <laughs> pendulum Edward, swing. Edward G. Robinson's in the stand in the middle of this gym, and Meineke is up on the, the track above the gym, and he's grabbed one of, like, the gymnast rim rings, like, from when they do – I don't the fucking rings. You know what the rings are. You fucking rings. Do you not follow the Olympics? Yeah, you're not a fan of the United States men's gymnastics. These team? people, even the or the women's, just play. no, 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 just the just... men's. I don't. The women don't do rings. I think they do. I don't think that's the one that they don't do. No, I think they do. They don't, don't do the even bars, uneven bars. Oh, they don't do that. Pommel horse. No. They do pommel horse. Let's see how many uh, gymnastic things we can name. Uh, leotards. Ribbon dancing. Ribbons. That's it. We got the two. Mats. Mats. Matthews. Head sweatbands. Mm, leg warmers. Pommel horse. I said that, but that's I... That's two words. That's cheating. End of this game. Fuck. I don't believe that Edward G. Robinson got hit with this ring. I don't even think it... It wouldn't he, have come close to him. He wouldn't have felt the breeze if it swung by his head. It would be more likely that it would snap back up and knock Meineke out <laughs> than it would hit Robinson. He doesn't like it. Doesn't swing in any kind of arc. He no. kind of like throws yeah. it forward and it falls, and then just like lightly fucking bumps into him. But every G. Robinson acts like he just got shot in the back of the head with a shotgun. He yeah, falls out. down. That is my bit. My biggest uh, it's pet, a real... pet peeve with movies. Is how easily people get knocked out just getting like hit in the head. Yeah, if he had come up behind him and smashed him with like a a light weight, I would have been like, oh, all right, nice. But instead, he's twenty feet up in the air and he's holding a thing on a rope and that he throws. He doesn't swing it. If he swung it, There's perhaps no it couldn't have happened. No. Well, anyway, this gives Meineke time. Meineke, you suspect. All right, don't ever yell into the mic again. Come on, we gotta keep Meineke. some distance. We gotta think of these people that are driving in their cars. Apologies, Meineke. You know I mean? Somebody Meineke just got into an accident in the, in the HOV lane. There's a good chance those people are gonna drive off the road, anyways. Yeah, you're lucky. They're irresponsible. They're probably drinking. Yeah, we're doing you a favor. What? Why don't you sober up? Take a meeting. <laughs> don't listen to that. Take a meeting. Don't. There's one at the church. Don't. Don't. That's. There's not. one at the church. You drive by there uh, every night hey, on your way out we don't, to party. Are you talking to me or are you talking to the audience? What are we doing right now? Is there a church that you drive by every night? Yeah, there is. I bet there's a meeting there. And there's always a light on and a seat empty. <laughs> there's always a light on and a seat empty. That yep. was beautiful. That was really profound. You need help. <laughs> uh, I need help getting these fucking poems that I keep speaking aloud published into a book. Anybody out there that publishes books? If yeah, you wanna, any publishers. Anybody want to? Random uh, House, if you're listening. Yeah, they made a WTF book with Mark Maron. Why not a Two Boys in the Balcony book? Talk to us. Get hey, at us. Hey, Penguin Books, if you're out there. Yeah, Scholastic Books even. I'll take a fucking book order. We'll do the whole thing. Do you think if you published your poems with Scholastic Books, you'd get into one of those uh, book fair things? Oh, I would hope so. Is that still going? Yeah, though, we have book fairs. Book fairs are my, all my the kids, rage. They had a book fair uh, in the fall and in the spring, and uh, what they do is they... Um, they still teach reading in school? Yep, but let me get to this fucking book fair bit. Sorry. You know what I mean? This is going to be a good bit. They uh, very excited for it. They uh, ask the, the kids, in order to go to the book fair, they get taken down as a classroom. You have to send in some money 
That's how they do it. Yeah, he gave. I so I gave each one of my kids uh, some money, and they went down to the book fair. You don't want to. You don't want to put a denomination out there. Let oh, the people you. know. You don't. Yeah, I gave each one of my kids uh, ninety-three dollars. What? This is a good bit. I. <laughs> Hundred and eighty six dollars worth of reading there, kids. <laughs> buy out buy whatever you want. Take your teacher out to lunch. Just don't bring it home. Yeah, don't bring it home. No change. Uh Meineke. Uh we uh then we then cut to Orson Wells, probably one of the most famous people in America at the time, so everybody knows it's him. Uh which is good. I this movie does something pretty smart with these, like there's no question that Orson Wells is not a Nazi. There's no like, oh, is he or is he? Because in the first 30 seconds that we meet him, he's like, oh, what's up? My old friend from being a Nazi. How are you? <laughs> yeah, he's... Meineke's hiding in some bushes and he goes, ah, Franz, Franz. And then Orson Welles is like, oh, hey, is that... Is, is that you? I haven't seen you since we were Nazis. Yes. Remember the Nazi party? Yeah, he doesn't... So the whole movie, you know... There's no dramatic irony where it's like, oh, or we're not, has... we're not questioning whether or not he's a Nazi. We know. We, hey, we know. All Edward G. Robinson needs to do is ask me. I know. What are you doing all this investigating? I know who the Nazi is. He's right As there. As we said, Edward G. Robinson is not good at his job. So. Bad. Bad. Uh, so uh, when we first meet Orson Welles, this is important. I, I got to go back for this detail. He's talking to. He runs into a, a group of boys. What do you think? Six, yeah, this seven. This is my of them. favorite part of the movie. And they're all dressed in matching gray sweats. Hanes. Yep, Hanes bottoms, Hanes tops. Uh, they're matching. They all live on this prep campus, presumably. Uh, and Harper asked, is it Harper School for Boys, right? Something like that. And they stop to talk to him because the professor uh, Rankin Orson Wells, he's getting married tonight. And they're they're razzing him a little bit, and then they invite him to go on a paper chase with them. And for the next ten minutes, can you repeat that? They go on what? They go on a paper chase, and when this happens, I don't know really. I'm unclear what happens in the next ten to fifteen minutes uh, of the film. I had to go back and rewind because I immediately went to my phone and said. What the fuck is a paper chase? It's what they did before they had television. Yeah, this this predates entertainment. Apparently, this is the original vaudeville. At the very least, in this film, as depicted, a paper chase is when uh, one man holding a large amount of uh, scrap paper ripped into strips runs through the forest, dumping an endless supply of paper everywhere. Out of a Patriot Ledger paper bag. And he just goes, wee-hee, like he's a little goblin running through the woods spreading goblin. Yeah, goblin. Well, yeah, he's a goblin. Yeah, he's could be a goblin. Could be a gnome. An elf. Elf. Doesn't even need to be a fictional character. He could be like a deer. He could just be a boy in sweatpants. Could just be a boy in sweatpants. But he's throwing paper everywhere like he's the fucking flower girl at a wedding in the woods. And a flower boy. I mean, we don't. So, and then the game is that. These guys are chasing him, and the only way they know where he went is because he leaves this Because he leaves a literal trail of trash trail behind of paper. Them. And there's no chance that these guys are picking any of that shit up. None. This fucking forest is littered with paper from these very fun paper chases. 
which I honestly I couldn't focus on anything other than the paper chase because it's just I don't even know I'd never heard of it I'd never seen it it's they, the original podcast it's one of those things where they go like hey we're, we're doing a paper chase and you go oh boy I sure there's fuck hope they show what that is and then they show they it do. they show it I actually thought I forgot that we were watching a movie about hunting a Nazi for a mile and I thought we we're watching a documentary about paper chasing it was uh I think I think it used to be in the Olympics. I think they used to do it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was before it was before the um Berlin games in World War Two. That uh most countries uh uh boy I'm I i do not even Those were the good ones, right? Um That was the one with the uh with when Jesse Owens uh, Yes. won yeah, 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 the yeah, yeah, gold yeah. medal yes. in uh, Berlin, right? I think so. Well, How anyway. do you feel about Nazis? Uh, We've never really talked about this, but you always seem to come off pretty pro. <laughs> no, 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 no. My mistake. Jesus. My boy, mistake. I'm glad some, I asked. Look, there are some things you cannot joke about in this country right now, and being pro-Nazi is uh, one of them. You you got to either be or you you're, you don't. Hey, I'm glad that we cleared it up. Thank you for uh, and letting, I'm glad allowing that, me to clarify. I'm glad that the listeners now know for certain that you're... No, no. I am you're not. anti you're against it, and I'm. Hey, it makes me feel better about going forward with yeah. this thing because I was like for for a bit. I keep thinking, but I, I mean, I'm enjoying what we're doing. But he's a fucking Nazi. Yeah. But no, now I'm thinking maybe he's not. One hundred percent not a Nazi. Maybe he's not. We'll never know. But right. I, it's no. We do know. We know. It's the answer is I'm not. Well, agree to disagree. I I, don't, I think we were agreeing, and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, now you're changing your story. Anyway, you're the one that sounds like the Nazi. Do we get to, to marry yet? Mary is a fuck? dumb, dumb bitch. All right. Jesus Christ. Too much. Yikes. That's getting cut. Uh, I had to print out the Wikipedia. I didn't have time to type uh, up. All right. Uh, so, uh, Meineke and Kindler, they meet in the woods. During the paper chase. During the paper chase. Uh which he knows they're out there paper chasing. But they know that he's not going to be in the woods because he specifically says, I'm not going to go on the paper chase with you because I'm an adult. Oh, yeah. And he's not, us all up. not one of you stupid kids. But then he has to go meet Meineke in the woods where he sent those kids. And now he's worried that he's going to get seen with this guy that he, that he absolutely has to kill. He knows when he starts talking to him, he knows he's going to kill him. And and this guy has he has no fight in him. No, he's, he's like, trying to he's trying put to put your hands around my neck. I'm he's dead. He's trying to uh, convert him to his. He's found God or something in in his time in war crimes jail. Uh, I don't know what the fuck that is. Nazi penitentiary or whatever. But uh, he's trying to convert Kindler to whatever his way of uh, believing is now. This then, is Andy Kindler. No, not Andy Kindler. We're talking Franz Kindler, uh, right, Charles Rankin, okay. Orson Welles. Uh, he starts to very weakly choke this man to death. Very weakly. Puts his hands around his neck, and then the guy keeps talking, and then they just like dip down. And then, as he murders this guy, the guy with all the paper runs through, and Orson Welles panics, and he uh, does, uh, I don't know, maybe the shittiest job of burying a human being I've ever seen. He just throws a couple of leaves on this body, and no one will recognize it. And then he collects all the paper, and he puts it in a different direction, and the boys run away from the body. 
He really sells it with his face, though. Yeah, he's terrifying. He really sells some emotion there. He's got some... Uh, he's, he's great in this. I've, I, I believe I've... You know what? I'm going to go out on a limb and said, uh, Orson Welles is pretty good. Whoa, dude. You heard it here first. Okay. Oh, man. Not not really the path that I would have chosen for our film podcast, but uh, you want to make the controversial statement that Orson Welles was pretty great? I said pretty good. I'll stand behind you, buddy. I never said great. I said pretty good. You, I can't believe you think he's great. Fuck, dude. Uh, Charles uh, Kindler, Orson Welles, Franz. No, Charles Rankin. This guy's got so many fucking names. Arthur Schindler? Orson Welles uh, is getting married tonight to a woman named Mary. We cut to their wedding. Uh, He's the only person that knows of this dead body. And So far. They get married, and then during the reception, Orson Welles fucking leaves, and he goes to bury this dead Nazi in the woods. Just in the middle of his wedding reception. He literally leaves. He's you, They cut to him in the woods with a shovel in his tuxedo, digging a big old hole. Uh, he dumps the guy, and then he finds... Uh, what does he find? His pamphlets or his hat or something? Finds his hat, buries that. Then it comes back to the wedding reception in a different suit. Meanwhile, everybody's like, hey, where's uh, your husband Charles at your wedding? And she's like, oh, I don't know. And they're like, wow, that's weird. And then somebody else will ask her. And she's just like, oh, geez, I hadn't considered that it would be weird for him to just leave without telling me. But he comes back in a new suit. It was a different time. And they are ready to go on their honeymoon for uh, three days. They got a three-day honeymoon. Where'd they go? Does it say where they go? Um, boy, oh boy, I Groton. Say yeah, Groton Gr- Shipyard. I think it was Groton Shipyard. Yeah, they went down to uh, Mystic Aquarium. They saw the belugas. They I don't gotta, think they had belugas at that point. I don't think that's true, Bill. Belugas are—they live a long, ripe age, and I think the ones at Mystic right now are about 155 years old. They probably just went to Foxwoods for the weekend. That is probably more accurate. At the time, it was just a woods full of foxes. Mary is not bright. She not. She is not uh, not the sharpest sharp thing in the sharp draw. Not the sharpest dull girl. Yeah. Um, she's played by Loretta Young. I think she's good in this movie, but her character is just very dumb. Uh, and Franz uh, Kindler, the secret Nazi who's disguised himself as Charles Rankin, is going to marry her because she is the daughter of a Supreme Court justice. And he thinks... No one would ever suspect the son-in-law of a Supreme Court justice in 1946 of being a Nazi. Which seems like a weird... Any Supreme Court justice, I would absolutely believe that their son-in-law in in 2019 might be a Nazi. I would be that suspicious. I'd like to take a look at the son-in-laws. Today, right now, you say. Right now. Right now. We stop the podcast and do a little research. I get it. Oh, we'll wait till we'll do that after. We'll uh, we'll send you. We'll put it in in the newsletter. Sign up for our newsletter. It's uh, the balcony. Brett Kavanaugh. We're looking at you. Yeah. Yes, we're looking at you. I I do want to go on the record. I think his children are uh, probably uh, children, probably adorable children, They're kids, and, uh, and not married. Are. And he does no son-in-law that I know of. And we say all this in jest. Uh, and they, your children are beautiful, and they should not be. We're just boys in a balcony. They should not be held accountable for your 
shitty actions. We, we're just boys. You bag of shit. In a balcony. Two boys in a balcony. Go hug those kids, man. Being boys. I hope you're. You know what? I just want to say to all of you, go hug your kids. I. You know what? On behalf of your kids, enough's enough. All right. <laughs> yeah, a hug's got to end sometime. Jesus Christ. Get some fucking boundaries. Jesus. Uh, he's going to. He. That's he, why I keep my door locked. Um. Yes. Sorry. So that people won't just randomly come in and hug you. Hug me constantly. Uh, he's he married uh, Mary because she's the daughter of uh, Supreme Court justice. And uh, through a certain events, uh, Edward G. Robinson meets uh, Mary and uh, Charles Rankin, and they end up at a dinner. And Orson Welles, uh, they're talking about. Um, so they get back from their honeymoon and they're having this tea or something. And Wilson somehow gets invited and he shows up and then he meets uh, Orson Welles for the first time. And they're having a conversation about the politics that's going on. At some point, uh, they bring up uh, a poem. Is that the part when they bring up the poem? I think so. Well, they they specifically it's they like, t- hey Rankin, what's that poem about? Guilty motherfuckers always oh, getting caught. That, that that's the part. No, but he asks uh, a question about Marx, and then Rankin goes uh, discredits him uh, because he's a Jew or something. He's Jewish, and then Edward G. Robinson uh, is so convinced by this how much of a not a Nazi. And how much he hates the Nazis, Orson Welles is, that he goes back to his hotel room and he calls up Washington. He says, "Hey, I'm coming home. This guy, he's above suspicion. I don't suspect him." What? Oh, middle of the night, ding dong. This guy's super fucking suspicious. And Edward G. Robinson, all of a sudden, because uh, Orson Welles was mad that Karl Marx was Jewish more than he was mad that Karl Marx was Russian. Now, all of a sudden, he's suspect number one <laughs> in being the fucking hey, worst Nazis that ever lived. Sometimes it's a process of elimination. So the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah. And my friend is also my enemy. For sure. And I also don't care for myself. And you're your best friend. My best friend's enemy is my best friend's friend. Oh, well, that's. Yeah. Okay. They uh, end up. Uh, Wilson becomes increasingly more suspicious of Orson Welles. Uh, they bring in uh, Mary, Orson Welles' wife, goes by herself to see her father, who is with Wilson. And but then- at first, before she goes to see them, she has a talk with. He comes clean. Oh. Average, uh, uh, Orson, Orson Welles, because uh, earlier in the day, Meineke had visited Mary. That's right. And he tells her that he killed. Yeah, she tells yeah, him so about she, Meineke. She coming. keeps going. There's this old weird guy with a foreign accent that came to visit you. And he keeps going. Don't mention it. Don't mention it. And then he explains that he killed Meineke. And the excuse that he comes up with is that he knew him from when he was a kid. and He was going to extort them and blackmail them and take all of her father's money. And so she's so stupid, she's just like, oh, well, thanks. She is not quick on the uptake. She just goes, oh, cool. That's all right. I thought you murdered somebody for like a bad reason. That's like a good reason. Never mind. Yeah, murder is acceptable if it's like, okay. Like, oh, you had good intentions. Sorry. So he 
he she knows she's now in on the murder and she gets called over and Edward G. Robinson starts to explain who this guy Franz Kindler is and he's the most evil man that ever lived. He's the architect of the concentration camps, which historically not even a real person. So it it feels a little weird. Uh, Franz Kindler not a real person or no, the whole, guy that this, I made mean, the Jesus Christ. Someone made the concentration camps. But yeah, it was we're not, not denying. You know, no, 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 no. And when but I was, say we, I mean you, because I am absolute. I'm not part of this part. You're not part of what part? Of what you're saying. No, you're a Holocaust denier. No, denier. Jesus Christ. No, I am. What's the other thing I get in trouble? I am uh, not denying the Holocaust. I the Holocaust is a uh, horrible tragedy. And it's not, just that somebody else designed it, not Franz Kenler. Not the fictional character. Or Andy, Andy Kenler. And Jesus Christ. Okay. I said not Andy That's Kenler. fair, allegedly. And uh, All right, maybe he did. Allegedly. We got it so, in there. Anyway, nope, I'm not high-fiving on that right, one. That is the, that's the one that I, I can't We can put that in in post. Yo, yeah, we'll put in a fucking cool, like, whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. All right. So, anyways, so, Mary is not bright. Well, anyway, so they show her all this footage of they. This is the first film. The war ends 1945. This movie comes out in 1946. So this is pretty fucking quick to start addressing Nazis hiding in America. I would imagine at the time that was probably like a real fear people had. I mean, they disappeared. Yeah. How did you feel when when the war ended and you thought Nazis were living in America? Because you're old. <laughs> so old. You're the last Confederate widow. <laughs> Your bones are like going to be dust by the end of this Listen, recording. You know what? What's Maybe that? you're just young. Oh, Have shit. you ever think of that? Oh, fuck How me. did you feel when Vietnam ended, you loser? I don't... Wasn't what do you think about the Falkland Islands War, you bag of shit? No, I think they were looking for Nazis. Right. I think they were out there... Being like, hey, where'd these guys go? And they're out looking. Meanwhile, the but when she... United States government project paperclip, listen, brought all these Nazi scientists. You're gonna get us in trouble. I I'm just saying, don't talk about project paperclip. You want to find Nazis? The call is coming from inside the house. I don't like when you whisper like that. Inside the house. Yeah, it's gonna sound cool. In post, I'm going to put a big when, echo on it. When Orson Welles tells her that he killed Meineke, and she's like, he's like, well, you know, Mary, Mary. <laughs> George and, Bailey shows yeah, up. Yeah, he goes all George Bailey. But I'll she's mash like, the moon for you, she's Mary. like, oh, well, we, I'll stick with you. We're lo- I'm part yeah. of you now. But she's, she's like, so- part of the crime. I'm part of you. The crime is part of me. Yeah, so- and she's like, adamant that she will fucking stand by him and fucking they're never going to find out. Right. And then the next scene, she goes to see her father and uh, Edward G. Robinson, and she cannot handle this shit. No, she runs out of the... She, like, fucking... But, I mean, if somebody was accusing your wife of being a Nazi, like... Are you doing this? No. Are you doing this? I am not formally doing it. I believe of all the things today I've been accused of. I mean, even of. informally, this doesn't feel right. All right, fair. Let's move on. Where was your wife between the years of 1937 and 1945? I mean, probably 
Dylan are grandfather's balls oh boy that's okay very specific but sorry where, honey where were those balls <laughs> i don't know i yeah so she runs out she runs back to to rankin kind of says hey oh my god they think you're a nazi that's so ridiculous uh she says we'll we'll just find somebody that you went to school with and they'll vouch that you were here and not uh, a horrific Nazi. <laughs> not the mastermind of death camps. Yeah. Has he already done the swastika on the notepad? In the at the phone? At oh, the, did he? Does he do that? His, yeah. He oh, draws I missed a, that. He, he starts doodling on the notepad, and he's, he draws a swastika, and then he boxes it off. Oh, Jesus. No, I, I missed that part. Um, I... Don't yeah I I think yeah he's probably made a call or two I don't know he's probably writing stuff down doodling who doesn't doodle it's a good do you think he knows Adolf Hitler personally yo for sure yeah. what do you think you think he went to South America uh no I think he's dead yeah he, no I mean now he probably is but do you think he <laughs> what do you think I happened do in that not bunker think that Adolf Hitler died of old age I think he died of a self inflicted gunshot wound uh in a bunker in Berlin. I think he's. You believe dead. it, huh? Yeah. Do you think we landed on the moon? Yes. You do? Yeah. You don't think we went to the moon? I mean, I think I used to really think we did. I might have to cancel this podcast. Do you know? I mean, does it change your mind any when you think that Richard Nixon's the one that said we went to the moon? I does no, that make you think maybe that even if Donald Trump said that we landed on the moon tomorrow, would you think that it happened? I are you. Cut it. I don't even want to talk about it. Are you genuinely suggesting that Richard Nixon was the first person to say, oh, hey, by the way, we went to the moon during yeah. the administration of Lyndon B. Johnson? Yeah. Oh, okay. So LBJ didn't mention it? No. LBJ and, and died. It, no. that's Is LBJ dead? Oh, yeah, I mean, he is now, yeah. But How not. about Lady Bird? How's she doing? Uh, I think we did lose her, yeah. Isn't it weird that he's Lyndon Baines Johnson and she's Lady Bird Johnson, so they're both LBJ? I, I, Wouldn't that get confusing? Probably not. Hey, LBJ's here. Which one? Do you call people by their initials? I think most of the time when they were referring to LBJ, they got to call him Mr. President and all that bullshit. Uh, they Mary uh, runs back to her husband, tells him all this stuff. Now, the other thing that we forgot to mention is that there's one clue that Edward G. Robinson has to the identity of this hidden Nazi. This guy has wiped all records of him in Eastern Europe, Western Europe. There's no trace of him. They have no scent. This, he's a mastermind. He's been hiding. The only thing Edward G. Robinson knows about this guy, he has no idea what he looks like, but he has an obsession with clocks that borders on mania. This guy, this evil Nazi, loves clocks. And in the center of town, there just happens to be uh, this ornate the clock. clock, just this fancy town clock. It's at the top of the church spire, and the guy who is going to fix it happens to be Orson Welles. That's the biggest bit of suspicion that Edward G. Robinson has, is that he knows that Meineke came here, and that he knows that this Nazi is obsessed with clocks. He gets real horny around him, and there's no hornier-looking clock in town. <laughs> no hornier clock. Than this one that Orson Welles is constantly working on. So Edward G. Robinson, let me just look at my notes because I can't remember exactly. I bet that uh, I bet that played in a lot more before they cut that whole chase in and shit. 
Oh, well, so what happens is, is a couple of things happen. Uh, the Mary has a dog named... Uh, no, Mary has a little lamb. Oh, my God. All right, you're right. Uh, well, she also has a dog named Red. What color is this fleece? Red. Brown? I don't know. Is that... I'm ta- oh, we're talking about the, the lamb? White as snow. Who gives a shit? Follow no, her wherever dog. she goes. No, the dog's like red. I don't know what he is. He's called red. He's probably red. It's a fucking black and white movie. How the fuck should I know what color the dog is? Probably dog colored, you jackass. <laughs> Jesus, it looks like a little bit of black and a little bit of white. What the fuck do you want out of me? All right, just say you don't know. I don't know. You don't know. It's not in my notes. I what pre- color is the little fucking lamb? White as snow, shithead. God, you're an asshole. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Red discovers the body of Meineke. Um, and then... And then Red gets got. Yeah, and then Kindler poisons Red. Right, so... Does he poison him or does he choke yeah, he gives him, him death? He poisons him. He, like, chases him around and he's kicking at him and oh, stuff. He's, yeah, he's kicking him in the head and stuff like that. He brings him to the vet at some point. Um, and he goes into Potter's shop and he buys a bunch of poison. And Potter's then, shop with poison. Uh, yeah. It's a wonderful life, Potter with the poison. Oh, that's right. Right? Yeah, Mr. Uh, uh, McFeely. Shit. That's right. The postman from K- Kitty. Go. <laughs> He's coming. Don't. It's the Amazon cat attack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I can't believe we just got $7,000. I <laughs> so when the the dog dies and Orson Welles accidentally reveals it to Mary, she starts getting super duper suspicious. Super duper suspicious. He's already told her that he killed that other guy. Right. And so what happens is Orson Welles goes up into the church spire. He's got to get rid of Mary because she's the only one that knows that. Um, he killed this stranger that came to town and he goes up into the church spire and he saws off uh, a couple of the, the rungs of the ladder that you would use to climb up. And then when, then he calls Mary and he goes, Hey, I need you to come to the church right now. And he's by yourself, by yourself, come up into the spire. Uh, and meanwhile, Edward G. Robinson has already spoken to their housekeeper and told her to make sure that you tell me wherever she goes. Don't let her leave the house by herself. Make sure she's always accompanied. Sarah. Sarah. She is she, a nosy Nelly. She fakes. Well, I mean, she's just doing it in service to her country. We know we got to try to find this fucking Nazi bastard. Knock. She's a fucking knock. This Nazi. Nazi. She calls them Nazis. I would never marry a Nazi. Uh, the housekeeper fakes a heart attack so that Sarah can't leave. She calls up her brother. It's a pretty good heart attack she fakes. It's not the first time she's done it, I think. No, yeah, no, no. She's she's George Jefferson in a few. On the regs. Um, no, that's not George Jefferson. It's for, uh, the fucking Sanford. Red Fox. He's the one that fakes the heart attacks. Does George Jefferson Sanford? fake heart attacks too? What Sanford? What's his name? Who? Uh, Jim Sanford from Sanford and Son. Fred? Fred. Fred Sanford. Ethel Mertz? Fred and Ethel Mertz? Nope. Fred uh, Fred Sanford. (laughs) No. Different junkyard. Different black guy. I. Great. (laughs) The Great Red Fox. I can't. He was pretty good. Do you think that's what Fat Albert was? It was just a recreation of Sanford and Son? 
or was like a prequel. Anyway. I don't know. How do we come up with something like that? How do you how do you make a cartoon? Neat. that oh, I, is... I thought you were talking about that riff. No, yeah, it is a good riff. Yeah, uh, he saws off these rungs. He wants Mary to come alone. She calls her brother, who's been working with Edward G. Robinson all this time. They go all down, this time, all this time. They go down to the church. They climb up. They... What do you think? You think he's gonna get a failing grade for ratting his teeth? Because he's his teacher, right? He's always like, oh, what, Charles? Yeah, Who's I Charles? I don't know. I know him as Mr. Rankin. Yeah, I think he, well, I don't know. Rankin Bass, do you think? Bass? Yeah. Rankin yep. Bass? I think if you're going to make any kind of aspersions towards the Rankin Bass estate, I would uh, not. I would advise you against that as your legal counsel. Hey, if anybody from the Rankin Bass estate is listening, nope, what do I... you say? Bass is a oh, pass? Yeah. How do you like to have your name mispronounced? Are you the fish or are you the instrument? I hate myself. I I'm not a fan either. <laughs> they go out of the church. They almost die because they realize that he's cut the rungs on this thing. Yeah, they really don't handle it well at And first. he's gone. He's not even up there. He's playing checkers. Yeah, he's over. He's got an alibi and all this stuff. He's all talking about how he thought it was one time, but it's another time. Yeah. And he goes in. So he goes home and uh, oh, fuck shit. Mary's still alive. He fucked Mary, up. What are you doing here? You're supposed to be dead, you dumb whore. And then, quote, not my words, his words. I, I don't think that's what he said. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. But anyway, he he goes, oh, no, your brother's dead because I, I was supposed to kill you. He basically goes, blames your, her for her. Your brother's death is on your hands because you fault. were supposed to die, idiot. You can't even die right, you dummy. I told you to come alone, and you would have just died by yourself, and yeah. no one would find you. And he puts it on her, and she's just like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry that I killed my brother and not myself. Uh, and not really, ever really kind of realizing that this guy tried to kill her. This whole movie was before uh, domestic violence laws. Uh, I think it would be yeah. a lot different now. I think, first off, Mary would be like, yeah, he's a an, he's an nazi. Yeah, oh, shit, I can get, can I get some money? From the government on this? Are you... All right. Uh, Can you get money for turning a Nazi? Probably, yeah. I mean, it's like a real Nazi. I mean, not none of these fucking, like, Fortnite Nazis or whatever. They're fucking playing your Mario Brothers Nazis. You, not those guys. You're going to take on all of them. Bring it, baby. I'll take on your Zeldas and your, your Metroids. Are these Mans. current references? I don't, I don't I, think these are. I don't like video games that aren't 8 bits. 8 bits per pod. That's how we do it. I don't want to high five that. No, that's too much. They... Mary is not smart, and I'm going to keep hammering that pot. No. Because she. But anyway, he doesn't kill her at the house. He, he, should. he should. Yeah. We all agree that he should. You're going to go on the run, stupid. Dude, just kill Mary at the house and fucking jet, dude. So he, he plans his escape. And then this massive manhunt starts, and this is one of the this is one of the few things that kind of takes me out of the movie a little bit. I'd give this movie a hundred out of a hundred stars, but maybe I'd take off like an eighth of a, a star. Lot of stars, probably too many. It seems like a very complicated. It seems like you could just do like <laughs> you know, five stars. Most people do, but I like to get very specific. You're gonna love my eighty-three uh, star <laughs> review of well, The Graduate. My father owns a star sticker factory. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it basically pays for itself in stock options. They go uh, on this manhunt, and they search the whole town. They search the woods. They search everywhere. No one checks the fucking 
clock tower. With a clock expert. Where this guy has been the whole fucking time. And where they almost killed the fucking... Look, even... I Look, it's insane. If we were right now, me and you were part of a team hunting for a Nazi through an entire town as we've all turned on this one guy that we used to love. If we were going around, I think one of us, at least out of the 150 people that are searching, one of us, you or I, would be like... I don't look. I know it sounds insane that he would hide in town in the middle of the city, right in the clock tower where he always is. It sounds so stupid. I and I'm sorry for even suggesting this, but maybe we should check the fucking clock tower that's 50 feet from us. I mean, we look up in the window, we see a guy kind of pacing. I I don't want to jump to conclusions. You it know, could be him. I don't like to clock profile people. Let's just stick our head up and ask. You know, hey, are you? Are you the Nazi that we're looking for? Or? No one does. I mean, his car is in the parking lot. They literally, they literally basically write it off like, ah, shit, we looked. He's gone. Ah, fuck. And Edward G. Robinson's ready to go back to Washington. And it's just like. He's not good at his job. He's fucking horrendous at his job. Do you think in the part that they cut out the first hour or whatever, it All turns the other out good he's detectives like, in the world. Do you died. think he's like uh, Clarence from uh, "It's a Wonderful Life"? Oh, he's think, trying to earn his badge. You think he's an angel this whole it's movie? It's like, listen, we're gonna give you one more chance to get this right, Edward yeah. G. Yeah, Jesus, you keep going you out on gotta these get Nazi us a hunts, Nazi. And you're not finding any Nazis. You're not bringing back it. Last fucking last week, all you came back with were cookies. That's not Nazi. They were good. We yeah. loved them, but. Yeah. Get those German strudel cookies. Mm, Stroop waffles. Yeah, that's right. He must be flying. What, uh, what? Do you like a Stroop waffle? Uh, I don't mind. I don't. I, I, don't, I have delicious. no uh, real opinion on them one way or the other. You know, you you cooped up on the plane. You know, some places give oh, you. Oh, is that where you biscuit. get? That's, that's just they snack. give you a biscuit. They give you a, some places give you a peanut. Yeah, I, it's Ameri- I forget which one it is. American Airlines gives up peanuts. Stroop waffles. Whoa, yeah, it's pretty nice. I like the ones that bring you like a filet mignon. I only fly first class. I um, I've done that. I've only flown first class once. They won't even let me walk by first class. I get not and it, invited on a lot of what, planes. How do you get on the plane? I gotta go back. I gotta they go load honestly, me through the baggage. I gotta go up through baggage and climb through a hatch. It's a pain <laughs> in the ass. But they, my credit score is too low to even walk through. Yeah, them. but it's nice because you get to see more of the plan. <laughs> That's right. You know, I, <laughs> you know, I love aviation, and any chance I can to crawl through the. It, the it's car. nice because you get to walk further. Yeah, I get to go up. Uh, I get ten fingered by a couple of guys loading suitcases. Hey. It's a nice time. I get to see all the dogs. <laughs> you know, I get to pet some up kids. close. I get to, oh look at you, huh? You can't learn a fucking service, idiot. Get on the fucking main cabin. Okay. You want to sleep down here like a jerk. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Guess your owner didn't love you and want to commit uh, disability fraud. Or not. Jesus Christ. What are we talking about? What's your favorite kind of fraud? <laughs> Probably insurance. That's a good one. It's a it's a solid. Uh, I love uh, check fraud, too. They go up. Edward G. Robinson grabs... Uh, Mary's uh, brother. Oh, I thought you were going to say something else. <laughs> well, at the time, probably, but uh, they head up to the clock tower. They confront uh, Franz Kindla, uh, and then Mary shows up with a gun. I don't know where she got the gun. I missed that part. She got the gun from uh, from the gun store. Oh, yeah. Legal, Wayne LaPierre. Legal waiting period. She 
sent in her ID. An RA. A very thorough mental health screening. Uh, Rules were more stringent back then. You couldn't just get a gun. Didn't she? I think she got it from Edward G. Robinson, didn't she? Yeah, I think he probably gives her a piece to protect herself. And he calls it a piece, too. Yeah, see? Yeah, see? This is a piece. Uh, They go up to the clock tower. She brings the gun. She doesn't know what the fuck she's doing with it. Uh, Edward G. Robinson uh, fires. Oh, no. She. This is so great. I love this shot. She shoots all fucking willy-nilly and misses absolutely every time. And then Edward G. Robinson goes, give me that fucking gun. And then he aims, and it's no bullets left in the gun. And, There's never bullets left in the gun. And when then you need Orson them. Welles uh, goes to escape by going out on the face of the clock. Uh, this was this was one of the coolest deaths and one of the most unbelievable. It was uh, it was pretty cool. This clock has like rotating figures that go in a door and out, and they're on a turnstile. And one of the figures has I don't know maybe the sharpest sword that's ever existed. <laughs> Because uh, Orson Excalibur. Wells, Orson Wells is out running around on this thing, and he's trying to get caught. And he turns, and he just walks into this sword that completely impales him. By like, he walks like a foot onto this fucking thing. Yeah, it goes. It goes. This sword goes through. clean through, and he's impaled on this clock that he, he's a kebab that he fucking fixed, uh, and then he dies, and then Mary is gone. She we don't ever see her again. And then Edward G. Robinson is just sitting up there packing his pipe. And Mr. Potter, the stupid druggists, come over. And he goes, uh, hey, why don't you come on down? And he's like, aha, I'm not coming down till you get me. Uh. And then almost like it was like a catchphrase that we all knew from like a famous Edward G. Robinson catchphrase at the end of movies. He goes, not till you get me a new ladder. I mean, the ladder that he was supposed to come down was uh, in, ridiculous to ask. It a was man damaged of a, a, a physical level of that. You know, get him a new ladder. Do you think they had uh, fire trucks with buckets back, back then? then? No. Did they have some way to get up there? I don't think they had um, trucks or fire parachutes. Yeah. Would they have to parachute down? Yes, but they what also about helicopters. No. Can you parachute out of a helicopter? They had helicopters after World War Two. Yeah, and MASH. Korea? Yeah. Dun, 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 when he dun, when he gets impaled dun, on the statue. Dun, 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 is it that's MASH. Dun, dun, Suicide is painless. Oh goodness. It brings on many changes. You know all the words. And I can take or leave it if I please. Do 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 Yeah, all right. You can cut that. <laughs> Did you just go so, into the Growing Pains theme song at the end? <laughs> no, that's the mash. Suicide is painless. He gets impaled on the statue, and he pushes it off the ledge, and then he falls. Yep. And he probably got charged with destruction of public property. Yeah, I mean, he would get charged. If and maybe even if, defiling a historical site. If weren't he. Depending uh, on the age of the clock. It, it looked like an old clock. But he for sure is dead. They weren't going to bring charges against him. They're just going to kind of have to eat the loss on that. Maybe... Maybe it falls on his wife. I don't know how uh, civil uh, I mean, fines they... work when you die in police-related homicide. Do they ever prove that he died? I mean, he fell pretty fucking hard after being impaled on a sword. But you never know. Uh, oh, yeah, and Hitler died in the bunker. I forgot. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I think he did. Can you prove it? Uh, I mean... In the next 30 seconds, can you prove it? I, just, I only... I literally... I only have anecdotal evidence. 
funny anecdotes. Yeah, they're pretty good. <laughs> they're pretty good. Uh, so that's that's the plot of The Stranger. Uh, if uh, you haven't seen it, well, you don't really. Now have you to, have. Yeah, you have. I'm sorry about that. You sh- we should have told you to watch the movie before we started talking about it. But I'd like to see that hour that got cut out at the beginning. I really think that would have made this like a. Because here's the thing. I knew about Citizen Kane. I knew that uh, there was a movie called The Magnificent Ambersons. I'm going to watch that. Check that out. Um, and I knew Touch of Evil, like a movie he made in the 50s. But I didn't realize that Orson Welles had made a bunch more movies. And this is his third movie. I'd never heard of it until a couple weeks ago. And I feel like it's kind of a forgotten film. It's not held in the same esteem as Citizen Kane or The Magnificent yeah. Ambersons. But no movie is. I, well, I, I mean... Certainly, Citizen Kane is held in very high regard. I've never really heard much about uh, the Magnificent Ambersons. I mean, well, you're not a film historian like I am. I'm Fuck a, you. Sir, oh, Jesus Christ. Don't you fucking come up into my balcony and tell me that I don't know fucking shit from Shinola. That was, that was rude. That was rude. Don't fucking act like I didn't. I shouldn't have told you that you don't know shit. Maybe from... I have a worthless degree in film that oh. I don't tell people about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair. All right. Maybe fair, I. Fair. Maybe I. But you know what? If you have a worthless degree in film and you don't tell anybody about it, what's the point? Just the soul crushing debt. Oh yeah. Okay. That makes I just sense. do it quietly for the debt. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a lot of people like to brag about it, but I just like the. Uh, I just like to watch the interest accrue. <laughs> In the bank's favor. Yeah, it's nice. Wow, I owe more money? Wow, that's Ooh, awesome. That's a pink envelope? Son of a Fuck. Bitch. What a system. Yikes. I think, uh, yeah, I think people should watch this movie. It's, I think you should definitely watch it. nice, tight. It's like under 90 minutes. This thing flies by. Yeah, I think 90 minutes is perfect for, what, what do you think the longest a movie should be? Uh, like six hours? Sixty-two minutes. Sixty-two. Yeah, I think everything should be the length of an animated short. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a lot of time. I want in, boom. I out. like I like uh, ninety to one hundred and ten minutes. I can read your Wikipedia summary of your film in about five minutes. Make your movie five minutes yeah, long. Make your movie four minutes long. Faster, baby. If you can't make your movie quicker than a Wikipedia read, fuck you. Yeah, my favorite movie uh, is uh, television. Just uh, peak television. I hate. Uh, I like when a movie is 19 half-hour episodes. That's what I like. Um, my favorite my favorite uh, movies are just sleeping. I, I have a lot of good dreams. <laughs> I, wish, I wish you hadn't said the word dreams. I wish you just left it as, yeah, I got like sleeping. I got like a lot of pictures and stuff happen. Do like yeah, a well, lot of imagining and stuff. Well, you'll just have to cut that at the appropriate spot. Yeah, I'll just edit all this. I'll do some uh, ADR. Yeah, you'll, you'll remember where all this is. Yeah, for sure. I see the movie. I think it's good. Yeah. So uh, let's go through the uh, let's go through the motions. You know, this thing that we uh, pretend to care about. Is this film a Boondock Saints, a Boondock Saints 2, or is it not a Boondock Saints? I'd say not a Boondock Saints. I would absolutely agree. This is not a Boondock Saints. It's not a Boondock Saints. Yeah. First of all, I, I have a there are guns. There are guns. And there is death. And there are other. There's a good amount of fucking. Is what? Oh, you don't think Charles and Mary fucked? I, I mean, I think they made love. He's a Nazi, dude. Fair. Some of that German stuff, you ever see it? No. Nope. I don't. I don't uh, Do you can't... want some uh, search words? 
Uh, no, I don't. Uh, how many Dropkick Murphys are you going to give this film? I'm not going to give it any Dropkick Murphys. I'm going to give it. I'll the give bro- it. Can I? Yeah, you you finish. Uh, that was rude of me. I I'm going to give it uh, extreme. You're going to give it extreme? Yeah. I'm going to give it the uh, brass section of the Boston Pops. This is a classy film. It is classy, right? Yeah. Can I take back extreme? Absolutely not. And uh, I want to give it a James Taylor. How many? Uh... Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll accept that. How many? At cool... Tanglewood. Yeah, I mean, yeah. where else is it going to be? Well, he could be at Fenway Park ah, singing the national him. anthem. Jesus Christ. Take it back. Enough of James Take Taylor. it back right now. I've seen or this fire. is over. I've seen fire and I've seen rain too, idiot. And I'm Have not gonna you? write a song about it. You can't write a song. No. Certainly not like that. Sunny days that I thought would never rain. Oh my end. god, shut up. I how many cool you give in this film? I'm gonna give this movie a large iced hazelnut. Whoa. Cream too cream too sweet and low. I'm gonna give this a, a nice cup of Earl Grey tea classy joint actually i'm gonna give it a Kerrig cup of uh duncan's black because you got to get this copy yourself just like the cafeteria oh nice you see how i did that i'm pretty much like maybe like the best film critic should get a crawler with it too i think those are german yes yeah yeah, yeah. or bear claw <laughs> <laughs> you know like bears and stuff. Yeah, like their claws. I get it. I. Uh, how many Dropkick Murphys? We did that we one. We did Dropkick Murphys. What's uh, that? Bernie of Fells. Uh, I think this is a Bernie. Is Bernie the boy or the Bernie the girl? Bernie is a. I think as much both... as you can refer to two hundred and five year old people as boy and girl. I think that Bernie and Phil are both sex sexless. At this point, they are. Or sexful. Which is the one where they <laughs> where they fuck all the time? Uh, sexful maniacs. Yeah, the nymph nymphomaniacs. Hey, Bernie and Phil, if you're out there listening, stop fucking for a minute and let us know. Shoot us an email, balconyboyshow at gmail dot com. How you uh, doing? Yeah, are maybe you still alive. I'm wearing the look out for new couches. Yeah. So if you want to sponsor the pod, send us a couple of couches. We'll review them on the air. <laughs> I even or we won't say anything about them. Yeah, we'll be quiet. Not, yeah, you know we'll be like, hey, this couch not really that great. We're not gonna. It's fuck not your best. We're not gonna blow your shit up, you know. But like, we're gonna keep it anyway. I. That's a good idea. Do you think we could con a lot of companies that way? I hope so. I mean, we could just say we could just lie and say good things, and they'll continue to send us product. But Dairy Queen, if you're listening, get get hit hit us up. Hit us up. Balconyboyshow at gmail dot com. This blizzard is delicious. Yeah, why that do you could have to, be you. Hey, I don't necessarily need you to hold it upside down. I like it a little melty sometimes. Have you ever seen them hold it upside down? Yeah. Except not on commercials. Yeah. You've gone to Dairy Queen. Yeah, and you got to read that. the thing. They say on the thing, if we don't hold it upside down, we'll blow you. Nope. I, um... At the Abington one? Yeah. That's why the line's always so long. Blowies? <laughs> that is why the line is always so long, friend. It is pretty long line. Um... Don't listen. Don't hold your ice creams upside down. Yeah, don't do that. You're it's gonna, irresponsible. You know, it's it's gonna fall. And Eventually, then it, at some point, it's gonna fall. You know, it works every now and then. But what are you gonna, you're gonna get? Gonna that be one, sad. That one time the kid fucks it up, and he, you know, the thing's a little under chilled. You're, you're gonna, gonna be sad. Up, yeah, you're gonna have no fucking ice cream, and he's gonna have to it's clean it up. It's my ice cream. Well, it's gone. Just I, don't you do know it. what? It's I was stupid. showing off. You know what I mean? For some reason, also, I also thought... don't eat ice cream. Don't ever eat ice cream ever no, again. No, eat ice cream. No, don't do it. Eat a lot of ice cream. Stop eating ice cream. 
For some reason, I thought gravity didn't work in this minivan, so I flipped this. <laughs> flipped <laughs> yeah, the all you're going to do is just fucking ruin your dad's seats. Ridiculous. I'm talking to my children right now. I think I want to ask you, does this make it to the uh, Dana Hersey? Movie loft. It, movie absolutely. Loft. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Orson Welles, I think, could get into any ladies' pants. Yeah, I would put this in the Skirt. movie loft. What did ladies wear back then? Do they wear uh, pants or skirts? I think Catherine Hepburn wears pants, and that's it. Everybody else wears skirts or dresses. A lot of dresses in this movie, I think. A lot of dresses. Mary's wearing dresses a lot. Um, so is Orson Welles for some reason, and uh, but he's on the he's on the cover. Yeah, that's when he he. That's it's a, the it's a kilt. That's the Mrs. Doubtfire sequel to the Stranger. And Mr. Potter wore a dress for a little bit. Yeah, but that was just kind of a big shirt. He's a big fellow. I. It's a plus size man. Yeah, I can't recommend this movie enough. I think it's a uh, very good good mystery. Um, it's nice, simple uh, movie, and in the middle of it is some horrifying actual footage of the actual Holocaust. That's a little much, but uh, it was 1946. And Did they really put footage? They didn't put footage. They were in the that. first film to be able to use documentary footage from in the uh, from within the concentration camps. So the liberation of uh, Dachau and all that shit. Hey, those who, those who don't learn from history, right? Yeah, he saw he saw a documentary or something that somebody put together, and he d- just took the footage and put it in the film. And it's uh, called it his own. It's very it's very creepy and uh, graphic and long. Yeah, it also it does feel weird to you know make the fucking Holocaust like a central part of your film plot a year after we ended the war, but. You know, who am I to tell Orson Welles how to do his fucking job? You're nobody. I'm not here to tell anybody how to do their jobs, and I'm not here to tell you guys another goddamn thing. That's the end of the episode, friend. Yeah, so don't fucking tell us. Yeah, we don't uh, t- don't call us uh, Nazis. We are the Balcony Boys, Sean Sullivan, Bill McMorrow. Seriously, don't call us Nazis. We had nothing to do with this. Yeah, please rate, review, and subscribe. It's just a show. If you have uh, any questions or you want to call us Nazis at any point, send us an email, balconyboysshow at gmail.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, Balcony Boys Show. Just draw us a logo. Yeah. yeah. What the hell? We need logos. Hey, we need theme songs, too. Disney. Uh, Austin. They we are, know, we know they Austin's coming out there. down on our fucking ass hard. They do not like what happened. You know what I mean? Can Lu- you believe I nailed that in one take? That, luckily, that theme song, it's beautiful. Luckily, we're exempt right now because of parody law, but as you all know, you've read in the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal that this is not funny. President, so, parody law. President Trump is uh, trying to ban uh, parody law and parody songs. He's called Weird Al Yankovic uh, a criminal on the enemy level. Enemy of the people. A level, yeah, enemy of the people. He's a, uh, a, a criminal mastermind on the level of an oj simpson it's not he's right. our france kenla we are we are setting up a gofundme for weird al's legal defense fund uh he's a multi-millionaire he doesn't need it but we want to contribute we we support you weird al and we will give a portion of the proceeds to you yeah we we have the administrative fees and stuff like that we got some t-shirts we got to pay for it we are not gonna forget you weird al who we're not gonna weird al yankovic oh i see what you did there that's fun Trying to make a funny joke in the middle of this serious topic. Uh, One last thing we have to do, Bill. What are we watching next week? 
Next week, it's a, it's a, uh, I, well, I guess I shouldn't say classic because we just watched something. We watched from a movie from 40s. the forties, but well, we're gonna it's... watch a New England uh, 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 familial. Is that a word? Yeah, this is uh, maybe the number one mom movie on the South Shore of Massachusetts. Yeah, even ladies that ain't moms, even ladies that have lost their children, <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ, true. lost them in the filing. Either lost or them to the state or. Yeah. Holy fuck. We're watching mermaids. Yeah. Splish splash. I was taking a bath. And it's fun to say share. Share. We're watching share uh, on the next one. It's the movie Mermaids. Winona Ryder. Winona Ryder. The screen debut of Christina, Christina Ricci. Ricci. And you, uh, Jake, Jake Ryan from uh, 16 Candles is in this movie. I uh, know. Uh, and he has let himself go. Yo, yeah. A big fat piece of shit in this movie. Yeah. I have no idea. I literally haven't watched it yet. Uh, we're watching At Mermaids. All? Never. It's streaming on Hulu. That is your. Just... It's streaming on Amazon too. Oh, it is on Amazon. Amazon Prime on Hulu. Uh, check it out. I don't know if it's good or not. I literally have never seen it. It's good, but I'm excited too. That's gonna do it for us tonight. Up in the balcony. Did you just? Are don't... you all right? I think I almost died. Did you get that bad popcorn? Yeah. Dude, there wasn't butter on that. Oh, geez. I'm going to be sick. I got to go Don't to throw the... up over the thing. All right. I'm going to sign off. No, throw up over the thing. You're not going to make it. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I got to. We got to sign off. I got to. I got to take care of that. All right. Hey, hey we'll, see we'll see you next time in the, the balcony place. movie place. Bye. Uh, uh.